What's up everybody, welcome back to my channel. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on a single video. Now, before we jump into the fourth episode recap of Love After a Lockup, I do have to let you guys know that I did go back and catch up on episodes one and two before getting back to the fourth episode here. And you were absolutely right. Context is everything. And the first two episodes were hella lit. So the episode kicks off with Ella in the shower and James informing her that he set up some sort of meeting for her or casting at a modeling agency to see if she can land full time work. And in Chicago, it's very clear that he has no idea how the modeling business works because first of all, there's no such thing as full time work in the modeling world. You get booked as designers, you know, come and go, uh, and it's per project. So you're almost like a contractor, I'm pretty sure. And um, second of all, Chicago of all places, really like there's no way in hell she's gonna be working full-time in Chicago as far as I'm concerned anyway Ella is absolutely and reasonably so upset that James would do all of this without even telling her about it because she has no interest in modeling she actually reveals that modeling is where she was first introduced to heroin. So I'm assuming her ex-boyfriend was a fellow model of some sort, and I am not surprised in the least bit. Now, James absolutely insists that she goes and does this in order to secure her future in Chicago with him so they can get married and all of that. And Ala really obviously does not wanna do this, but she at the very end says, you know what, I'll do it because it's for you. And so we then move on over to Garrett, who actually went out with a friend to a strip club and doesn't leave until about 2 a.m., absolutely knowing that it will set his crazy girlfriend, jo Jonna, off. So the funny thing about Garrett going out and actually being at a strip club is that he really does not have any clue in the world that John has got a tracker on his phone and she knows exactly where he is. It's just, you know, ignorance is truly bliss in this case. And unfortunately, this guy partied so hard that he didn't even come home that night. He actually slept in his car in what I assume was his work parking lot and just got right into work the next day, serving people food, gag. Imagine someone that dirty, you know, crusty ass teeth, Face, no shower, nothing, handling ugh, your food, no thank you. On the one hand, I'm proud of Garrett for securing a job so quickly, you know, regardless of what it is. On the other hand, I'm like, stay away from my damn food. And to Jana, is this really the type of person that you want to settle down with for life? Someone who parties this hard, you know, like he's 27 or something, like he's, he should be past this point in his life, you know? And especially if it's so hard that you're falling asleep in your car and going straight to work without showering or brushing your teeth. I don't know that that's someone that I want to settle for personally, but we all have different standards in our life. The good thing about Garrett in this situation is that he actually did seem to feel at least guilty about what he did. I don't know if he genuinely feels guilty for how he's treating Jonna or he feels guilty for what kind of wrath he's in for when he returns back home. You know, I personally believe that it's more on the side of the latter, but we will see as the episode progresses. Next up, we're introduced to a new couple named Tony and Angela. Tony is serving three years for possession of a firearm and Angela is a mental health therapist. As soon as I saw her job title, I was like, you know what? She probably is doing this as some sort of mission. She's probably like an empath. And she started talking. She and she literally confirmed my suspicion. She's like, you know what? There's love for everyone and I just choose to love people in the prison system because you know they're neglected and this, that, and the other. And then she actually does describe herself as an empath. A little bit of a tangent, but I don't like how people throw around the word empath. Empath does not mean you have to be an idiot and set yourself up to be 
hurt you know what i mean like a lot of people set themselves up in really stupid situations and go i always get hurt because i'm an empath no you get hurt because you're an idiot here you are you know writing a prison pen pal who is way out of your league physically and probably would not even look twice at you outside of the prison walls but you're putting money on his books and everything so of course he is going to pretend to be in love with you even though he probably has a wife and a whole girlfriend back home i mean just look at his eyes they are so dark and haunting and terrifying i do not know what the hell angela sees in him and especially considering the fact that this man is only five foot eight if you were going to be a fool for a convict let it be a six foot three convict at the very least girl and just as we suspected you guys angela actually jokes about being this guy's sugar mama to the tune of two hundred dollars a month Month. I already know I just cannot with this woman now let's head back to James okay he shows up at the modeling agency and finds that Ala never actually showed up and so he takes the initiative to meet with the director and tell her about his plan for Ala he's like I want her to be you know finding some sort of a job and she used to be a big model and now that she's got this criminal record there's not many other places that would hire her and so the director's like are you just having her model because She's a criminal and probably can't get a job elsewhere because that's not exactly, you know, what's going to make for a successful modeling career, you know? And so he's like, no, no, no. I just want her in Chicago. This seems to be her passion. Then where is she? You know, it's just this guy is crazy. So when the woman asked James where the hell, you know, his model was, he calls Ala, who claims that she is feeling sick and has to pull over at the side of the road. You guys, is she back on drugs? Because there's something off about her eyes and like her movements and mannerisms. It's like, huh, gotta look a little bit closer at that girl. Now, next up, Garrett finally goes home and Jonna arrives after work and the two of them, of course, fight about him being out all night. It actually turns out that Jonna was mainly pissed off because Garrett had his first drink out of prison with his friends and not her. She was like, we always, you know, talked about one day getting drunk together when he got out of jail. You know, the, these things that they hold so dear are so funny to me. As much as I I think that Jonna is a little bit on the crazy and insecure side, I do have to say though that I feel really sorry for her after all she's done for this guy, that he treats her this way the second he gets out of jail. Um, she says that Garrett is out with all of these friends who literally never visited him or had anything to do with him while he was in the slammer and she was the one who consistently cared for him and provided for him and this these are the people that he ditches her for and Garrett even when he was talking to his co-worker about feeling guilty about leaving Jonna admitted that he lied to her about being a homebody he was like when I was in prison I thought I was a homebody and I thought that when I would got out I would just want to spend all my nights you know in cuddling with Jonna but it's just it's not working out that way for me and so i can empathize with how she's feeling and i think all of her secure insecurities are being confirmed i think most of these people or if not all of these people dating the people in jail are really deeply insecure and want to continue to trap them because they know that these people are even if it's only physically out of their league. Jonna is actually so fed up with Garrett that she tells him that if he continues acting the way that he's been acting, she is gonna end that relationship. And he laughs in her face. And she's like, what are you laughing for? And he's like, well, I laugh at everything. I even laugh in court. She's like, well, that's why you served six and a half years. And he was triggered, like triggered, capital T-R-I-G-G-E-R-E-D, -G -G -E triggered. This man was triggered. And I was so happy for her, like literally reading him him his Miranda rights right there like 
Good for you, Jonna. Hold your ground and drag that man if need be. Now, back to Angela. She reveals the Valentine's Day card that Tony had proposed to her in. It actually said that he would marry her the day he got out, and he only proposed after three months of speaking to her without even meeting her. So all of this obviously hyped up her desperate ass, but we all know how this will end. Real quickly, who the hell is watching Andrea's kids while she parades around LA with her boo? I don't even remember them mentioning it. She and Lamar are getting ready for their day ahead, which involves meeting up with his friends and family. And Andrea insists that yes, his daughter can come along, so long as the baby mama does not come with, which is a bit ridiculous, but we'll get to that a bit later. So as they're heading out to the restaurant, Andrea asks Lamar, yo, is everyone in your family a blood or is there a mix? And he's like, yeah, we're a mix of bloods and crypts. And I was like, what a diverse family. This is a whole new meaning for the word diverse if a bunch of bloods and crypts can sit around a table and no one gets shot, right? Oh my God. Is this really the person that she wants to have around her children? Is this really the person that she thinks will stop his gang banging if it runs in the family? And does she really think that this is the sort of man who's gonna you know, number one, become a Mormon, and number two, give up drinking. Come on, girl, she's got literally zero common sense, and I don't think that someone like this can actually love their children. You know, I feel like loving your children and having them around someone fresh out of a nearly 20-year bid that you have no idea about, that you're only just meeting, I think those two ideas are very, very, very mutually exclusive. Once at the restaurant, Lamar's daughter calls to meet up with him and Andrea goes off knowing that it's uh, when she finds out that it's the girl's mom who will be dropping her off and coming to say hello as well. How old is this woman? She is absolutely ridiculous, like capital R ridiculous. She actually goes as far as to storm out of the lunch with a fake excuse claiming that she's got to send someone money, you know, in an emergency room. And Lamar is just so hyped to be seeing everybody that he takes her excuse at, at face value and lets her go about her way. And she, of course, is pissed off that he did not chase her juvenile ass. His daughter and her mom actually show up to the restaurant and it was a very, honestly, very beautiful moment just seeing how much it meant to her to see him and be able to hug him again. And it is really sad that Andrea was too insecure to be there for it, especially considering that marrying Lamar would mean marrying his daughter, which would also mean, you know, in a sense, marrying his baby mama too. Like she is a permanent part of his life and of his daughter's life so you do have to have some kind of good ground with her the baby mama asked lamar why andrea left and so he was like you know what she is a jealous woman and we do need to work on it and so the woman said that listen i'm not about to send my daughter off with a woman that i have not even met so andrea needs to get over whatever the hell it is that she needs to get over because you know especially as a mother as well she should understand my concerns with sending my child off with someone that i have never met before and then this is where things get really ironic because we all know that Andrea has only really met Lamar like three or four times at this point, right? So, I mean, it's one thing for this baby mama to have a certain standard for her own child, but Andrea doesn't have that same standard. So she really cannot be all that surprised um, that Andrea doesn't understand that a mom would need to vet a person before allowing them around their child. As the episode winds down, Dominic is finally released and he looks way different than his photos and not in the same way that a lot of these other peoples do, if you catch my drift. Now, unlike everyone else, House, he doesn't get to just go straight home. He's actually going to be sent to a halfway house where he needs to stay for the next six months. Now, 
Well, something really interesting about their ride home was that he and Mary didn't even hold hands like while they were in the car and her stepdad was driving. They never like spoke about anything super personal. Like he literally was just in hardcore prison mode and just talking about all the rules he had to follow for all of those years, what he has to follow coming up in the halfway house as well. And Mary was, you know, noticeably upset by that as well. She thought that their first time being together outside of supervision um, and the last time they would be able to do that for the next couple of six months or so as well would be a lot more intimate than it wound up being. And I could absolutely feel her disappointment in that, knowing how much love and energy and dedication she put into him for the past several years. And this is especially considering the fact that they were actually engaged before he ever even went to jail. So they are probably the only couple in this whole franchise where they literally had a normal relationship prior to him going away. So just that has to be really crazy. It's one thing to meet someone and them not be what you thought, but it's another to have like a full blown relationship with someone and them return a completely different person. And you're not even sure if you're on the same page anymore, especially after holding them down for so long. Now in the final season, Andrea actually pretends to get lost just so Lamar can go and see her and leave his daughter and baby mama behind. So once he gets over there, she bitches about his ex and claims that she's not a family with his baby mama when Lamar says that they're all gonna be a family once they get married. And again, she is absolutely ridiculous, but it does make for good TV, so what can I say? She then actually causes a huge scene like storming away and stuff, hoping he'll chase her, this cat and mouse game that actually gets bystanders calling the police and the police show up and watch them face off against each other other and you know first of all she's a drama queen and she caused all of this but Lamar as a man and especially as a man with a record such as yours you know who could be back at the drop of a dime you should absolutely not ever in your life get in the face of a woman and like just be like you know nose to nose with her arguing with her yelling at her cursing her out like he did say a lot of really mean things to her he was like no wonder nobody likes you you think you are a puppet master just pulling the strings on people and that is not gonna happen with me baby girl and the episode ends there you guys as always i'm more excited to hear what you had to say about everything so please make sure to leave all of your thoughts and opinions in the comment section down below and as usual we'll chat you can also like this video subscribe for more feel free to share it with your friends as well and follow me across social media where I absolutely love chatting with you. That's all for now. Thank you so much for watching and I'll see you next time.